Chapter 12 Over the next few days, Ben pushed himself into his old routine. Get up, work out, breakfast, check the trade blogs, work in his office, eat, and go to bed. The new element was Beth's visit Tuesday night, and she picked up right away that he'd had some kind of emotional setback. She didn't press, but she promised herself she'd speak to the others to find out what happened. It pulled her out of herself to worry about Ben, and that in itself was therapy for her. While Tina wasn't happy, she picked up on Ben's mental state and didn't push when he asked for a postponement of her visit to the following week. Daphne came to visit him Friday afternoon to speak with him about renovations. She'd received the guidelines and requirements for building a daycare to handle 20 children, and the team she'd hired to do the renovations were suddenly indicating they'd need a lot more money. She was feeling a little frustrated and cheated and had lost faith in them. She wanted Ben's opinion on the work required. She laid out the plans on his kitchen table, and he made notes. After an hour of review, Ben brought out a large sheet of paper and his pencils and rulers. He quickly sketched out her floor plan and showed how he would redesign it to meet the guidelines and make better use of her space. It wasn't a lot different than her original idea. But there were a few brilliant adjustments Daphne immediately seized upon. The visibility was much improved so they could see the children from almost any area. The expanded washroom facilities were safer and child-friendly. Ben, this is wonderful. My next problem is how am I going to get this done? I don't trust the team I hired, she said concerned. Fire them, Ben said. I'll call a friend of mine and get the name of a dependable contractor team. I have an interest in this. I'd like to enroll Tina's Christopher in your daycare as she's going to be attending university this fall. She might even take some summer courses. Give me a minute. Ben dialed a number on his cell. Dominic, this is Ben. I'm good. Listen, I was wondering if you could give me the name and number of a team of dependable contractors for renovating a home into a daycare. There is a bonus involved if the work can be completed by the end of April, beginning of May. Yeah, I got it. Thanks. Give that new grandchild of yours a hug for me. Thanks and take care. Daphne was sputtering with anger. Ben, I can't pay a bonus. Oh, sorry. I should have asked if you wouldn't mind me picking up some of these costs. I get carried away when I get in involved in Reno projects. I have some connections to get high-end fixtures that will wear far longer than the standard stuff contractors use. I'd love to be part of helping you. Bring this to completion. I understand if you want to do it on your own. She was somewhat mollified by his apology. What percentage of the business are you asking for in return? He looked at her in surprise. Zero. I'm not doing this for the money. I just want to help if you'll let me. It was Daphne's turn to look surprised. Zero. Do you want Christopher enrolled for free? No. Yes. I'd like him enrolled, but I'll pay his way, Ben said. You're paying? Daphne's eyebrows crawled skyward. Yes. Tina received nothing from the life insurance, and all assets James had are going to pay off the lawsuits. She has nothing. I'm helping her get her life back. Nothing more than I would have done for a daughter had I been lucky enough to have one. I'm just paying for her room and board had I been paying for her room and board her. Education and daycare, Ben replied with a smile. 
So, can I help you build your daycare? Daphne just nodded and smiled. As I'll have to renovate the main floor washroom, I could throw in a renovation of your upstairs bathrooms as well. Come see what I've done with my master bathroom before you say anything, Ben grinned. Daphne took one look as the shower and the soaker tub and gasped. Can you imagine soaking away all your tension after a busy day with the kiddies? You think your daughters might appreciate that too, Ben whispered in her ear with a smile. You are a master of temptation, Ben. Yes, we'd love this in our home, but again I have to ask, how much is this going to cost? Daphne moaned. Nothing. I'm buying the fixtures from my guy, and I get an even better deal the more I buy. The stuff for Trish's place is already on order. I was planning on renovating Tina's home if I could get it, but that no longer looks likely. I think Joanne is going to list hers, which I will bid on, but I may. Not get it. I do this work myself with all the required permits and inspections. You can see how mine turned out. If you like, you can join Trish and I when we head over to the store. I use and choose the tiles for your new bathrooms too. Yes, I'd like that. Can the girls come too? They have better design taste than I do, she asked as they went back to the kitchen to get the paperwork. Ben rolled up the drawings he made for Daphne. Sure, are they available tonight? Tonight is perfect as they're coming home from university. Can I get a picture of your bathroom to show them? She asked. Sure, help yourself. Daphne met him back at the front door, and Ben helped her on with her coat. We'll meet at Trisha's place at seven tonight, okay? Perfect, Daphne said. She stopped and took his hand in hers. What? I'm doing this for me too. She shook her head with a grin and headed home. Later that evening, Ben was parked at the end of Trish's driveway. Trish climbed in the front seat. May I kiss your cheek? She said in an almost perfect imitation of Tina's soft voice. He stared at her in shock, then nodded weakly. He turned his face, and she gave him a chaste kiss on the cheek. I told Tina what I'd done, and she seriously put me in my place. That young woman is a tiger, don't be fooled. She is very protective of you, she told me I had to ask permission from now on, and to respect your boundaries, Trish smiled. If you choose to expand those boundaries, please know I am available. She buckled in and looked at him. Are we waiting for something? Sorry, I'm still a little dazed. Yes, we're waiting for Daphne and her daughters. I'm going to be helping them renovate their daycare and their bathrooms. They're coming along to choose their tile patterns as well. Your bathrooms are first. I'll probably get the daycare contractors to help me. With theirs, I'll just act as foreman on their jobs. Trish was looking out her window and spotted the women coming. Speak of the devils. Whoa, have you seen Lisa and Laurie lately? The rear door of Ben's truck opened and Daphne climbed in. Her daughters slid in next to her. Ben turned in his seat and froze when he saw the two young ladies pushing back the fur-rimmed hoods of their parkas. The two were identical in every aspect. Long flowing red hair, pale blue eyes, long aquiline noses, complete with a fine gold ring through their right nostril, lush red lips, and a dimple on their chins. He caught the flash of gold earrings and studs running up the ridge of an ear, and assumed both would have the same complement of jewellery. 
they looked nothing like the tweens he'd first met when he moved in. He'd witnessed them growing up, but it had been quite some time since he'd last seen them, so the difference was shocking. They were absolutely identical, but somehow he'd always been able to tell Laurie, from Lisa, and thankfully that hadn't changed. Good evening, Lisa, Laurie, Daphne, he said looking each in the eye as he said their names, and the two young women smiled broadly. Their braces were long gone, and their brilliant straight white teeth gleamed in the identical smiles they gave him. They were always impressed with his ability to identify them, no matter how hard they tried to be identical. Only their mother shared this ability, and even she sometimes missed. Ben never did. Good evening, Mr. Shepherd. The twins' voices said in perfect unison. You know I don't like it when you two do that, Daphne complained, and they giggled. Ben grinned and got them on their way. The tile shop was expansive, and the variety they sold was daunting. The selection ran from ceramic and porcelain to glass of all shapes and colours, and natural stone. Trish saw what she wanted immediately so Bean was able to write down the product, Ides for her order. Then Ben brought out his tablet and mocked up some designs as the twins reviewed the materials. Once they saw the pictures, their mother had taken of his shower. They were much more excited about the process, and selected some very attractive glass tile to use as an accent for large natural stone tiles. Ben agreed that it would look and work really well in the space they had. Then, they began to work on concepts for the daycare. They chose a simple white tile for the washrooms, and Ben suggested some pretty and cheerful glass accent tiles. He used his tablet to show them the touchless taps and soap dispensers so the kids could keep their hands clean and germ-free. The finish was going to look clean and modern, and should help give the daycare a very sophisticated look, yet it was very friendly and accessible to kids. Ben swore the fixtures. Ben swore the fixtures. Ben swore the fixtures were far sturdier than anything they would get from a regular contractor-grade supplier. Once Ben had written down all of the part numbers, for he started an order and indicated that he would provide the quantities once he had done formal measurements. They indicated they would hold the order open for him. On the drive home, the twins were very animated about their vision for daycare, and Ben discovered that it had always been their dream to run a daycare, and they were a little dazzled that it was actually coming true. He caught Daphne's eye in the mirror, and the two shared a smile. Trish was in a world of her own, as she envisioned her new shower stall with the body jets and the deep soaker tub. When they pulled into her drive, she forgot she wasn't alone in the car with Ben. May I kiss your cheek? she asked. Ben froze as the back seat went silent. Ah, yes, Ben said, embarrassed. Trish leapt up and planted one right on his cheek and partially on his mouth, as he hadn't had time to turn. She grinned and slid out of the car with a quick bye to the ladies in the back seat. She skipped up her driveway to her house, and Ben drove up to the next driveway for the rest of his passengers to exit. Daphne got out and closed her door, while their mother was walking around the back of the truck. Laurie and Lisa looked at each other with grins on their face. May I kiss your cheek? They said in unison from the back seat. Ben rolled his eyes at their teasing. Sure, he said, hoping it would be over quick. 
Laurie leaned over the seat until her face was right in front of his. Her right hand was braced on and squeezed his right leg and her left hand was on the back of his neck. Suddenly, her lips were crushed against his and the tip of her tongue caressed across his lips. She slipped back to the back seat and slid out of the car before he'd had time to react. He started to turn to look back when Lisa was suddenly leaning over the seat. Because of his shift, her right hand landed right on his hardening cock, and her tongue swept across his as his mouth opened in reaction to her firm squeeze. Then she too was out of the car, and the two ladies were running up the drive, giggling in excitement. Daphne watched her daughters scamper away and looked in the passenger door window. She saw Ben's upset expression. She pulled open the door. Ben, what did they do? Too much, he said gruffly. Daphne noted the bulge and his unease. I'm so sorry, Ben. I'm not used to be poured, and I'm certainly not used to being kissed like that from kids I've watched grow up. I feel a little ill, actually. If you'll excuse me, I want to go home, he said. Oh, Ben, God, I'm sorry. They've had a crush on you for years. That's no excuse, though. I'll talk with them. Are you still going to help with the daycare? she asked hopefully. Yes, of course. But talk to your girls. That can't happen again, Ben growled. Daphne nodded and closed the door. Ben drove away quickly, and she marched up her driveway. She had two naughty girls to discipline. Ben rushed inside and went directly into his master bath. He stuffed his clothes into the hamper and stepped into the shower. He got the water as hot as he could stand it and gave himself a good scrub. It didn't help, so he shut it down before he scraped himself raw. The image of those two beauties remained in his mind, and the feeling of their soft lips on his and Lisa's hand gripping his. God damn it! This was Trisha's fault. If she hadn't been so careless, Ben didn't know what to do with himself. First thing he needed to do was tell Trish she had to be more careful. He threw on a robe, grabbed the phone, and dialed Trish. Hello, she answered. You've got to be more careful about how to treat me around others, Ben blurted out. Ben, is this you? she asked. Who else do you kiss in front of impressionable young women? he growled. Ah, did they want a little taste of their own? she teased. Damn it, Trish, I've watched these kids grow up since they were just teenagers. I can't begin to tell you how it feels to have them suddenly kissing and groping you. It was horribly disturbing, Ben yelled. But they got you hard, didn't they? Trish pushed. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's so freaking wrong, and it could have been prevented if you'd... Hello, Ben realized the phone line was dead. She hung up, he said, looking at the receiver incredulously. He must have stood there trembling for thirty seconds, glaring at the receiver getting more and more angry. Suddenly, his doorbell rang. He dropped the phone on the desk and walked to the front door. He saw Trish standing outside without her jacket. He yanked open the door and pulled her inside, maybe a little too roughly. Are you nuts? It's freezing out there, he growled, his anger still hot. She took a good look at his robe. So after the girls tugged on your cock, did you come home to stroke yourself off in the shower? she goaded him. What? No, that's sick, he yelled. 
Are you kidding? They're both in their 20s, adults, and obviously hot for you. You probably could have had both of them at the same time. Two nubile, wanton hotties crawling all over you. You would have loved that, Trish licked her lips suggestively and pulled at her nipple roughly. She glanced down and saw his robe was starting to tent. She grinned. I'm not a creep. These girls are just kids to me, Ben growled. So you say you'd prefer a grown woman? I'd say they are fully grown, wouldn't you? I think you'd leap at the chance to fuck those two. They're gorgeous, willing, and probably have loads of energy. They'd keep you going all night long. Speaking of long, this is where her plan got dangerous. She reached into his robe and gripped his thick, hard cock in her hand. God, it was like iron. She had him fully primed. Her knees got a little weak as she recalled the last time this had been inside her. She smiled up at him. Arm, are you this hard from the thought of those two sweet young redheads? Or maybe you do prefer an older redhead? She stroked him up and down aggressively and felt his entire body trembling with a combination of lust and rage. She knew she was pushing his buttons, but he needed it. Why don't you call them? Invite them over to relieve the pressure in this monster. You know they want it. I know I do, she said, and suddenly she was over his shoulder and heading down the hall to his bedroom. She had no time to prepare as he tossed her onto the bed. He tore off his robe and she struggled to tug down her slacks. He reached for her legs and pulled her socks and pants off in one quick yank. He reached up and pulled her panties off. God, he was so bold. Trish felt herself responding to his intense need with her own. She yanked off her sweater, her large breasts almost jiggling free of her bra. She got a little scared as his big cock was still dry. She was definitely becoming wet, but if he fucked her now, she was in for a lot of pain. Ben grabbed her thighs and forced them back against her chest. She tried to tell him to wait. Then his mouth was between her legs and her mind whited out. The intensity was too much. His tongue was plunging deeply into her, then twisting and twirling around her sensitive clit. She couldn't catch her breath, and the shocks of pleasure when his tongue lashed her kept her from recovering. The pleasure just kept building. He sat up and rubbed his hot flesh along her wet labia, grinding against her clit. She gasped as he put the head against her opening and pushed just the head inside. Her whole body jolted with the intrusion and she moaned loudly. He slowly pulled the head back, then pushed forward hard and she screamed. From surprise, not pain, she was so wet. He slid in easily, but he was so thick. Her pleasure spiked hard, and her legs shook. As her body spasmed, he thrust once more and buried himself to the hilt, his pelvis slamming into her clit. That was enough to push her over the top. It caught her completely by surprise. She'd never come this fast before. She called out his name over and over as waves of bliss rolled over her. She gasped from being so completely full. Her eyes rolled back and her orgasm carried her away. He pulled back and she clawed at him to keep him inside then. He pounded forward and ground against her clit. She was shaking uncontrollably as he began to pull out to the head, then slam down. She cried out his name again and he picked up the pace until he was hammering her like a machine. Each downstroke ended 
with their bodies slamming together. She tried to hang on to him, but her muscles lost coordination, and she just flopped on the bed in reaction to the impact from each thrust. Ben stopped and pulled out completely, and she cried out in despair. He flipped her over onto her face, then yanked her hips up off the bed. She felt the fat head of his cock pressing once more against her wet opening. Before she could push back, he rammed forward until he was fully sheathed in her hot, wet pussy. He held her there, his big, strong hands squeezing her trembling ass. He slid his hands to her hips and pushed her away, only to slam her back against his hips. Trish felt completely in his control and moaned with the sensation of being repeatedly impaled on his hard cock. He picked up the pace again and his balls were slapping against her clit. The spikes of pleasure made her climb ever closer to her biggest orgasm of the night. She felt his muscles tightening and his thrusts got harder and faster. She was crying in ecstasy as his balls slapped her clit again and again. Shocks rolled over her body and burst from her with every impact. She screamed and slammed back against his frantic thrusts, trying to prolong the incredible pleasure. Then Ben slammed forward one last time and held her tight against his pelvis as his orgasm exploded inside her. Trish collapsed on the bed with her ass in the air suspended on his surging cock. The heat spreading inside her was incredible. Shivers rushed over her skin and she squeezed her nipples hard to extend her own pleasure. Trish had never felt so completely taken in her life. Her husband, Jean, enjoyed aggressive sex, but he'd always held something back. Ben hadn't. Trish smiled, completely worn out but satisfied to her very core. She looked over her shoulder at Ben. His eyes were closed and he was enjoying the sensation of her orgasm rippling against his cock. Slowly his eyes opened and he looked down at Trish. The calm and serenity she expected to see weren't there. Instead, his eyes held a smoldering fire. It was then that she noticed Ben was still rock hard. Her smile faltered a little and the look in her eyes became a little frantic. She was spent and her ass was still tight against him with his heat stuffed deep inside her trembling pussy. Should I fuck you one more time, Trish? Are you up for one more? He growled, his voice deep and rough. His left hand was hooked over her hip, keeping them tightly connected. His right hand was resting on her ass, his thumb sliding up and down between her ass cheeks, rubbing over her tingling rosebud. She nervously shook her head, she was worried he was going to start slamming into her bruised flesh again, maybe even take her ass. A tiny part of her wanted him to do it, to fuck her until she lost consciousness, regardless of the physical toll it would take on her. She felt his cock swell and jump within her trembling pussy. She moaned, then gasped as he suddenly pulled himself completely out of her. The sensation of emptiness felt like a deep ache and she groaned. He gave her one quick, and stinging spank on the arse, which made her squeal. Then he flopped down on his back, next to her, as her hips dropped to the bed. What the hell were you trying to do to me? he growled. She lay there panting, tingling, aching, exhausted, and satiated. She turned her head to see the side of his face. He was still angry, really angry. 
It hadn't worked, and now she had to deal with what she's done. Shit. Ben, you needed the release. You were obviously stimulated by the attention you received earlier, but your guilt wouldn't let you get what you needed. I told you I'd be here to help you, no strings attached. I'm sorry, I pushed your buttons so hard, but I couldn't think of any other way to get you to. Let me help you release that tension. And I love sex. She looked down at his cock, which was still hard and bobbing with his pulse. How can you still be hard? She whined. Ben scowled at Trish. He knew she meant well, but, well, he did actually feel better. He wasn't thinking of the twins anymore. His mind had settled down, and he had some peace now. He did prefer women his own age, or closer to it. Truthfully, he thought the twins were absolutely gorgeous. He pulled his mind back from that abyss. He still wasn't a fan of casual sex. It felt empty, and that seemed to aggravate an emptiness he was already dealing with. And he still had a damn erection. He looked over at the trembling woman, panting on the bed next to him, and sighed. She was done so cold shower, it is. He rolled out of bed, onto his feet, and walked into the bathroom. A few minutes later, he was out and slightly blue from the chilly water, but no longer erect. Trish was struggling to put her panties on with wobbly muscles, wincing as she tried. He took pity on her and slipped them on her, and slipped them on her, then her slacks and socks. I'm sorry, Ben. I thought I could help, Trish said. You did. My mind was tormenting me about the twins, and you did help me with that at least. No matter how old they are now, or what they look like today, in my mind they are still those little thirteen-year-old girls with matching pigtails and braces. Any relationship beyond friendship is out of the question, Ben sighed. Trish smiled at him from her prone position. She didn't say anything, but she knew with a little constant and consistent attention. The twins would eventually displace those old images in his head with updated representations. Then they'd see how well Ben's resolve held. Now you have to go home, so I can change the sheets and go to bed, he said gently. Trish bit her lip and looked worried. What? he asked. I'm too sore to walk, she said apologetically. Oh God, Trish, I am so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you, Ben gasped. No, it's okay. I knew what I was getting into when I riled you up. I understood what the consequences might be. It's just been a long time since I was fucked quite so. Aggressively. Ah, who am I kidding? John was never that good, and you were so fucking good. She smiled lustfully at him, then gave him a plaintive look. Just to sleep, he said firmly. Trish looked at Ben like he'd grown horns. Ben, I won't be having sex for a week. Well, maybe three days. He chuckled and noticed she was looking up at him a little desperately. Can you get me to the bathroom? I really have to pee, she whined plaintively. He sighed, scooped her up, and carried her into the bathroom. He quickly changed into his pyjama bottoms, then changed the sheets, all the while trying not to hear the moaning and whining noises she was making in the other room. When she was done, he helped her stand and lean against this sink. He found her a new toothbrush, and they brushed their teeth together. Ben took a little comfort in that little shared activity, then he carried her to bed. 
I'm sure I'll be fine in the morning, Trish said hopefully. She pulled off her bra and Ben helped her off with her slacks and socks. Wait, what about Mason? he asked suddenly. I asked Tina to watch him tonight before I ran over here, Trish admitted. Ben slipped under the sheets and shut off the lights. Trish snuggled against his side, and he sighed. Moments later, they were asleep.